Hello, Lucy, this is true. I know up to this point our relationship has been strictly professional and you're leaving for Australia and all, but okay, here is the question. Would you like to go out on a date? Here we go, for real this time. something new. Is there something else that I'm going to have to do? And, and maybe, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if I want to do it. Or maybe you feel a little more confident and you're like, you know, I already made the decision, but maybe today you're going to listen to something else. Um, 
When we think about, you know, calling, I found a couple of quotes. And the name of the lesson is Abraham. There we go. A call to a life of faith. I found a couple of uh, quotes that describe what a calling is. Calling is where our gifts and passions meet the world's greatest needs. You know, and I get excited about this one because I start thinking, wait, until my gifts and my passions can provide for somebody's needs. And I start thinking, okay, where are my, where are my, you know, where are my gifts? Where are my talents? What can I do? What can I serve? You know, what am I, and I'm getting really excited. That preaches to me. But then the same guy has another quote. It says, when Christ calls a man, he bids him to come and die. Now I have a heart. I don't really like this one. <laughs> this one doesn't inspire me that much. Wait, can we leave the dying outside? But he, this is true. When God calls a man, he bids him to come and die. And uh, this, this uh, for the next a couple of weeks, we're going to be looking into the life of different people in the Bible and when they were called. Now, you don't have to feel nervous today because we're not going to be talking about you. We're going to be looking at somebody else's call. And we get to learn from that. And this morning, we're going to be talking about the life of Abraham. At the time, Abraham. The guy that wrote this quote, it was a German that actually helped save a lot of Christians and Jews from the Nazi regiment. He paid with his life to be able to help them. When we, think, when we think about the life of Abraham, you know, as I was reading and I was studying, I actually read almost the whole Genesis because I got so into it. And you know, you've read it before, but when you start reading it again, it's like, man, this guy, this was intense. And Abraham was called the father of faith. Now that's a really big name. Now he had another name, he also was called the friend of God. I mean, nobody else has that title. A friend of God. And Abraham was a friend of God. He was the father of faith. So when I started looking into this, I'm, I'm looking into, this guy is going to be an incredible man. He's going to be awesome. This guy is inspiring. And I started reading and I started getting discouraged. Because I was like, wait, what I was expecting, it was not there. This guy is actually like me. He, he was a sinner. And then I started getting encouraged. So if he can be called the father of faith, then I can, maybe one day it can be the cousin of faith or something. <laughs> We're going to start reading Genesis 11 verse 31. This is the first time that ever in the Bible we hear uh, something mentioned about Abraham. And at that time his name was Abraham. The rock took his son Abram, his grandson-in-law, to, to Haram, son of Haram, and his daughter-in-law, Sarai, the wife of his son Abram. And together they set out from Ur to the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to the harem, they settled there. Sarah lived 205 years, and he died in Haran. Now this is the first time we hear the call of So I, I'll, I'll ignore it for now. This is the first time we hear the call of Abraham. 
But when I look at the scripture, I couldn't find when God was talking to Abraham because they were already, already going to Canaan. And so I started looking a little more and I found a couple more scriptures in the New Testament. And that's not it. But the Lord, the Lord has said to Abram, Go from your country to your people, to your father's household, to the land I will show you. So this is the next chapter and it says, The Lord had said to Abram. So that means that he had already talked to him. This was, not first, this was not the first time, but the Bible actually doesn't show when God actually called Abram for the first time. It's not in there. I looked. It's not in there. But we get a couple of clues. Joshua said something about it. Joshua said that all the people, to all the people, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, Long ago your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River and worshipped other gods. Wait, so, so Abraham, the father of faith, worship other gods? And I, and I used to look at it, okay, this man that we believe is an incredible man was somebody that actually had never heard about God. That live in a city that, that was real, I mean, they, they really had a lot of gods. They mainly um, had the sun and the moon, and they, and they were there. And interesting that Abraham was worshiping other gods. Now, that's not the only one. Acts 7 and Stephen, if you know, Stephen was uh, killed and right after this. Then high priest asked Stephen, are these charges true? To, to this he replied, brothers and fathers, listen to me. Listen to me, Linda. The God of glory appeared to the father Abraham while he was still in Mesopotamia. Before he lived in Haran, before he lived in Haran, Leave your country and your people. For God said, go to the land I will show you. He left to the land of the Chaldeans and settled in Aaron. After the death of his, of his father, God sent him to this land where you are now living. Now I'm going to show you a map. This is Aaron. Right there. But this is where he was born. And they're on their way already there. So how, what were they going already there if God you know, didn't call him before? His father was taking him. The father of faith received a call from God and did not answer. Because before he was there, they were even here. And he actually did not answer the call. It was, it was later, until his, his father died, that he actually, God talked to him again. And he decided to go. But if, I don't know, if you start, if you, when you start looking into this, it's like, wait, Abraham? Really? You didn't go? I thought, I thought you, you answered, I thought you were the father of faith. Why, why did you go to the Odyssey? The Lord said, said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household. Let it <laughs> The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. 
God said to Abram, leave your parents behind. Right? He said, just leave. Go from your country, from your people, and from your father's household. He said, you need to leave your household. But Abram actually took his whole family with him. So wait, Abram, the father of faith, did not really obey what God was telling him to do? Now, you know, I get more, more fired up about that. Because when I, when I see this, I see God working with him. I see God giving him a chance. And you know, many years past, actually, if I can show you. Sorry, I'm going to go back. Sarah took his son Abraham, his grandson Lot, and Haran, and his daughter-in-law, sorry, the wife of his son Abraham, together set out from Ur, from the Chaldeans, to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there, and Terah lived 205 years, and he died in Haran. So this guy received the call of God, and went to a completely different city. And was there until his father passed away. And, you know, you start looking into this, like, wait, what happened? Abraham, I thought you were the father of faith, the, you know, the friend of God. What happened? Why didn't you go there? Why didn't you go to Canaan straight? Why didn't you, you know, just went for it? But he actually went with his dad. And he did not obey, that, obey God. Now, the name Terah means uh, roadblock. His dad's name was a roadblock. And actually, that was a roadblock for him. And he stumbled on it. And it was until that roadblock was dead that he actually got the chance to move. Now, when we think about that, I think we can think about our lives. Right. You know, what are those roadblocks that are stopping us from answering the call of God? What are those things in your life right now that are stopping you from going? Right. What, 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 is it family? Is it a friend? Is it a relationship? Is it the lack of a relationship? What is it in your life right now that is stopping you? That is the roadblock that you need to actually kill so that you can continue moving. Give me one second here. to your people and your father's house on the line I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will, be, I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people on earth will be blessed through you. Now God offers Abram a lot of blessings. Not just one. He says, I'm going to give you a new place to live. I want to give, I want to bless, I'm just going to bless you. Everything you, every, everybody you bless, I'm going to bless. I'm going to bless your friends, 
I'm going to bless your future. I'm going to bless everybody, even your enemies. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to bless them. You know, it says, I'm going to curse them. And then, Abraham makes the decisions. So Abraham went. And he decided to go as the Lord had told him. And Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out to the land of Canaan. And they arrived there. He was 75 years old. Any 75 years old here? Nope. <laughs> Abraham was 75 I mean that, that tells you a lot It's never too late to do something for God It's never too late to respond to that call Now but the, what I want you to look into Is that he actually wasted time The roadblock that He went to this place And he spent years in there Years that he could have enjoyed the blessings of God. But because of his decisions and because he was now willing to follow God, he lost son. He lost part of his life. And that decision affected him. But thank goodness that God actually kept working with him and he said, He called him again. And he said, Abram, let's go. I'm going to bless you. And this time Abraham went. This time he decided to go. He decided to go not knowing where he was going. It's like God calling you and saying, I need you to leave right now. Where are we going? I don't know. But you just need to go. Okay, can I bring my friend? No, you cannot bring anything. Just go. And Abraham decided to go. And he went. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abram considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. Now, when we talk about faith, there's, there's different aspects of faith. Faith is about waiting. Faith is about trusting. Faith is about believing and taking steps. Even when you can't see what's ahead. There's a, I don't know if you know what rhinos are called when they are together. A group of rhinos. <laughs> what is a group of bees together called? Hive. What is a group of fish together called? School, full of fish. Now what is a group of rhinos called? It's a crash. It's a crash. Crash. Because they're so powerful. Even if when they're drinking water, they are called a crash. You know, the rhinos actually can only see 10 feet ahead of them. But they can run 50 miles per hour. 
And they can weigh up to 2,000 pounds. Now, when you're running 50 miles per hour, and you can only see 10 feet ahead, that's a crash. Now, rhinos don't really run, you know, careful. They run with everything they have. Every time. Even when they cannot see what's ahead. What's ahead need to watch out because they're coming. <laughs> that is faith. When we take steps, even though we don't know where we're going. Another aspect is waiting. Abram had to wait a long time. He had to wait to actually go to Canaan. Eventually he had to wait to have a son. You know the story? He had to wait to, to be able to... Actually, he did not go to Canaan. He, he was not able to make it. He was not able to make it to the promised land. Only his descendants were going to be able to be there. He had to wait, actually, until he died for some of the promises that God made to become real. Hebrews 11, 17 says that by faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Now when we talk about faith, we cannot leave Hebrews 11 now. That's the whole of faith. And Abraham is a big part of that. And, one, and, and you know, when you see Abraham actually you know, making these this little steps... First not wanting to go, then, then wanting to go. Then making bold decisions. To the point that he was about to sacrifice his son. I don't know if you ever had to do that. With parents, you know, kids, watch out with your parents. Imagine you have to sacrifice your son. I mean, I can't imagine that. It, it, it's just really hard to, you know, it's just... Abram was... He was about to do it. And God stopped him. We see this man that was the father of faith, that, you know, would really not follow all the things that God was asking him to do, starting to transform into somebody else. It's starting to make bigger and bolder Steps of faith. And we see him now making the very strong decisions. And we see him now being willing to sacrifice his only son. You know, God uses people that will walk obediently. Whatever the path, the path will lead them. Whether you understand it or not. Whether you like it or not. God will use people that will eventually see the seas being parted. People are willing to go with everything that they will see people being fed by thousands. The people that will be willing to go with all their hearts that every time they will keep seeing miracles and miracles and miracles. And as the old saying says that the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. It took Abram a little while to get going. 
But eventually, he actually decided to go. You know, there was, there was a time when I was working a, at a, a construction job. And, and I couldn't go on Wednesdays to church. They, start, they asked me to start working on Wednesdays. So, you know, Wednesdays we had midweek and we had Bible talks. And, and I started missing because I needed to work. Because I had a lot of debts and all kinds of stuff I needed to pay. Um, but it was affecting me. Because I wanted to be there, and you know, I didn't have the fellowship, and I was a young Christian, and they started recommending me the, to quit my job. And I said, "Well, that's that's pretty hard right now." But I, and, I, and I started praying, and I kept praying, and and God started making it obvious. And in my heart, I made the decision: I'm going to quit. I said, "That's it." I'm done. I'm, I'm going to quit. I, I care more for being with my family than to getting a job and God's going to provide. That day that I was going to, you know, I was going to say I, I quit. It's with some of you, I, I found like $40,000 in coins and money. And, and I was just like, wait, is... And I always think about this, this story with Abram. Because he, was, he had decided already. This is it, I'm done. I'm going to do it. God said so, so I'm going to do it. And when he did, and when he was about to do it, God provided. God provided a ram. He, he, provide, he came, brought in, sent an angel to stop him. Have you ever experienced something like that? And this is a question that you can answer. Has somebody here experienced something like that? That you were, did something for God and God blessed you? Raise your hand and you can share. Yeah. <laughs> Corina? Oh, okay. Okay. Um, this was before I got baptized. And um, I was studying the Bible. And I had like a lot of trouble with, you know with guys and stuff, and I was just like, okay, I need to, I can't, I can't be talking to the guys that are older than me, I need someone who can respect me, and I'm going to do this, like, I can't be attracted to other guys in the world, and so that I got baptized, and now I'm okay with just being respected by guys in the church, so yeah, I mean, it's not No, that's that's huge. That is huge. Anybody else? Yep. Uh, they, when I was studying the Bible, they were telling me to move out of my house, the place where I was staying, and they used to cook for me and help me clean and everything. I didn't know how to cook or do anything. I didn't work. So I was like, I don't know what pay uh, rent or anything. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but uh, I moved and uh, then uh, God blessed me. I was able to pay all my bills and have a nice new place with and the with sisters. So. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I was offered a job about three years ago that had nothing to do with my education or my skills. And I wasn't sure if I was, you know, if I should take the job even though it had nothing to do with it. But um, I prayed on it and I decided to accept the job in faith. Took the job and four months later I was diagnosed with cancer. And the health insurance from that job paid for everything. Wow. Wow. 
I did not see that. Wow. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yes. Um, there was a time when I was I had been a Christian real long, but this was um, and I was going to lose my car. Um, I was on the last payment, and the minister from the church at that time um, came up and gave me a check so that. I can keep my car. Amen. Amen. It's awesome. Anybody else? Yes. When I first became a, a Christian, I didn't have a car, and I had been saving for a car for a while. Um, and special missions contribution came up, and I decided to, I'm just going to give the money I've been saving for the car. And then right after God blessed me with the, the car, the exact car I had wanted. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember one year I didn't have a job and I was trying to say I was trying to figure out a way to um, give my special so I decided to do fundraising and I, I decided I wasn't going to count the money I was going to give whatever I, I got as my contribution and so when it came time to give I ended up giving $165 that's for my my Nice. Excellent. Yes. Yes. Um, I was going to law school when I studied the Bible, and um, I wasn't doing very well in law school. It was my first year, and everybody's heard of 1L. It was terrible. And um, and I just, you know, I felt like I was floundering. And I, I think I really, it would force me to really look at God and realize I, I needed God became a Christian, and I had way more time that I had to devote to church and to studying the Bible mm-hmm. with people and to um, going to fellowships. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how am I going to get through law school with this time, you know, not having enough time? But um, it was amazing because I poured myself into just seeking God first, mm-hmm. and uh, my grades went way, way up, and I was able to stay in law school and you know, eventually pass the bar. Wow. And it's just amazing to think that sometimes we think that we have to hold on to everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. we're really willing to go. Amen. Thank you very much. Last one. Yeah. Um, that was about a month or two after I got baptized and I was in college. And I had a Friday night laboratory class that conflicted with, uh, with the college devotionals and activities on the evening. So some of the brothers encouraged me to try to change that laboratory, and I didn't have a lot of faith, but I kind of I went there anyways to see if I could switch my lab, and and just lacking the faith that I did, I looked on the board and I said, well, see, there, nobody wants to switch and be in the laboratory on Friday night. Nobody wants to do that, and I confirmed that when I looked on the board. But then uh, you know, then I went to the you know I was in the, I was in the elevator and I went down to the first floor. And then I decided to stay on the elevator, go back to the top floor, and pray on the way up just to see God can provide. There's, yeah. a, there's a way that something will happen. And uh, when I went up to the top floor, I found another student that actually wanted a Friday night laboratory. <laughs> 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 so we switched there right on the spot. And it was just amazing for me as a young Christian mm-hmm. to know that prayer should be answered. Amen. You know, Abraham did not know what that step of faith was going to do. He did not know that by deciding to follow God and to go wherever He said to go, He was going to change humanity. 
He was going to change everyone. He was going to bless everyone. Because later on, after he died, he went to heaven, and 2,100 years later, he talked to somebody, he talked to Jesus. And Jesus said, I just came down from there, and I just gave my life for everyone. And Abraham realized that at that moment, God was fulfilling the promise that through him, through his line, he was going to bless everyone. And he did. Have a picture. When this man showed up out there, Abraham was fulfilled. That decision that he made on that day of following God, the decision that he started, you know, he, he started making those decisions along the way and he started getting better at it and his faith grew. He was called a friend of God. He was the father of faith. And many times, you know, we don't know what those decisions that we're making right now, what are going to be the consequences. But when we think about it, we have to think and really and really look for the guidance of God. And the decisions that we're making are either going to affect your life or they actually can bless others. Now, you know, as, as we close, I just want to say, God is calling us all the time. God is calling all the time. He, he, I think he was calling earlier. You haven't picked up. But I know he will call. He will call again. Hello. Yes. Yeah, who this? God. God? Uh, yeah, what can I do for you? Well, I can't do anything for you. Um, yeah, you know, funny, I just saw your son. Uh, oh, he's there right now. Oh, well, well, he's everywhere, okay. What, what, do you, what do you want me to do? You want me to go where? Oh, you're not going to tell me where? Well, okay, um... When do you want to want me to go? Oh, right now? I can't go right now. Uh, can I maybe can I bring my? No, I can't bring anything. Okay. When do you when do you need an answer? You need it now. Okay. Wait. Hey, God, take it easy. <laughs> Let me think for a little bit. You need an answer now. Will I go? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll go. Wait, you want to talk to the church? Okay, what do you want me to tell them? Okay. Okay. God is calling. God is calling. Would you answer? God is calling for you to live a life of faith. God is calling for you to persevere. God is calling to renounce to what you believe and to follow Him. God is calling so that you can make a decision that will change your life and the people around you. Would you answer? Thank you very much, Jesus.
ustedes.